0: Hey Evan! What? Why do cows make great employees? Why? Because they're outstanding in their fields. Hello everybody and welcome to Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 151 and I am your host Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for engagedfamilygaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on this week, uh, as I promised last week. It's another board game podcast. I know you video game folks, you'll be fine, we'll get back to it, but we gotta go where the news is, and this past weekend was the Boston Festival of Independent Games, which um, by all accounts is where a lot of the magic happens in the Northeast for, um, you know, for board games. So we wanted, uh, and we had someone there, that would be uh, my co-host and our board game editor, Linda Robel. How are you, Linda
1: i'm doing well slowly recovering from a lot of walking this weekend
0: Yeah, and um yeah we'll talk about that um and also <laughs> our regular board game co-host who took a little bit of time off because he had some family stuff to attend to but rob Collegian of upon's perspective is back in the house how are you sir yo 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 <laughs> yo all right that was uh, that was pretty animated that's fine um so the two of you went to the Boston Festival of Independent Games, and you enjoyed yourselves, yes? yes? Yes. Okay. So this is one of the first years I have not been in the last bunch of years. Um, I was uh, at a wedding, but also I was recovering from abdominal surgery, so I was not going to be... Uh, th- the walking thing was not necessarily my shtick. Um, I did a lot of sitting, Um. so yeah, it would have been... It just wouldn't have worked out. So I'm glad that you guys were there. So you can pass the message on to our audience as far as what games are on the horizon that they need to hear about. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment to thank our listeners for listening this week. Uh, We hope the games that you've played have been great. I know I've been playing some good stuff, and I hear reports that you guys played some fun stuff too while you were at BFIG. We do want our podcast to be as interactive as possible, so please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at at uh, either EngageFamilyGaming.com slash Facebook or Facebook.com slash EngageFamilyGaming we're fancy like that um, with any comments questions topic suggestions etc. So um, how what I really would like to hear from the two of you guys um, cause in lieu of Around the Horn just really we're just going to talk about the games you played um, what was the general vibe at BFig this year? Like was it similar to past years? Was a little bit different? What do you think?
2: It was um, there was a really really good crowd this year. Oh yeah. Um, I mean I've only been there two years now, so last year and this year, but there definitely seemed to be a lot more people this year. And I had a really hard time, um, playing games. I had a hard time getting seats. As as Linda knows, she actually uh, she like ran across the the hall to grab me so I could sit down and play Life Siphon. Uh, because Mm -hmm. some chairs had, had opened up. Um, yeah, there was a lot of people. I mean, it was great. There was a lot of happy faces, um, a lot of cool looking games and just a lot of people walking through.
0: Great. So, so attendance was up this year compared to last year. At least it seemed that way. Okay. Did you, what did you think, Linda?
1: It definitely did seem a bit busier. Um, there were certain games that I was trying to make it a point to play that I saw at C T Fig and was not able to get a seat at the table. So those were my priorities. Um, Rob described it mildly. I, I was stalking the, the uh, Lay Waste Games booth. My uh, my sister was able to join me, and the two of us were just like hanging out. We saw the game had been going on for a while, and when it was... In the final stages, my sister stood guard over the table, and I shamelessly ran across the the, the room to go get Rob. It was awesome. It was great.
0: Listen, you you got to do what you got to do. It's um, true. I mean, I've done my share of running at conventions, so I really can't get too mad at, mad about that. <laughs> so, well, I mean, let's talk about it. So, um, Linda, so I have played Life yes. Siphon before. So, yes. and I think Rob did at C T Fake
2: no i um i was not at ct fig this year because i was at the beach
0: that's right because you're uh um because you are a bum so i am a bum beach bum. let's talk because i think lay waste is one of those games that you know it's coming to kickstarter at some point and it's going to kind of take the world by storm because everything that lay waste does does that so tell us what are your thoughts about Life Siphon, especially Linda, I'm very curious about your thoughts because you don't play card battling games and that has a card battling element to it.
1: Yes. Um, So it was very interesting. I think it's amusing that we actually were battling a little bit incorrectly right out of the gate because we were given some direction but there was only one person working in the booth and so he was playing, helping to play test and he was also just talking to people with questions. Sure. So... We were doing a little wrong at first, but we figured it out. It was a lot of fun to do that. Um, we had a full four count at the uh, for playing the game. Okay. And just you know, kind of everybody was figuring it out. So it was a little slow to start because we were figuring it out. And it mm-hmm. does seem to start a little on the slower side, but once we got our little figures, you are buying little minions to to battle with, and mm-hmm. you know, once we got our couple minions up, then it got more interesting, turn to turn to turn.
0: Sure. Rob, what's the elevator pitch on this game?
2: So the the elevator pitch is that, um, as, as the way that they put it is, the world was given some like super awesome stone that's gonna like solve all of our problems, and the only thing you can't do is touch it, and we touched it, um, and so now the world has gone to uh, has gone to the pooper, um, and all you know, and every yeah, and everyone's fighting over this stone. But the game's mechanic is you're only you have to stay in your little quadrant because there's four four quadrants in the board. Um, you can only battle if you're near the stone and you can only fight the person to your left. Yep. Um, and then you're always defending the person on your right. And the first person to defeat the person on their left wins. And your life is your hit points, but your life is also how your' Buying minions and casting cards, so you have to you have this balance of using your life to get units, but also kind of keeping it to stay alive.
0: Sure. So, uh, so when I played, and I don't know if they've made any changes. I mean, the board itself definitely, from the pictures they posted, it looks like it was a little fancier. Um, when I played it, it was a black and white board on this little, like, 8x8 piece of corrugated plastic. Um, What kind of of new components did they add to the game this time?
2: They had the, uh, well, I guess the artwork for the board, um, which is kind of like, almost like this war-torn battlefield. It's got a river running a ring around it, and then the central island with the stone on it. And then they had their actual prototype metal... Miniatures for the the three minions, which were the Dread Knight, the Imp, and the Lich. Sure. Uh, and you know they're they're I, I did talk to them because um, they felt a little lighter um, and different than the dragoon pieces, but they are the same metal. Um, they just felt a little different because they were spray painted, not um, you know sure. they're not coated or however they're coated. Um, so yeah, so we were playing with components that were closer to the final game. Um which was really cool cuz like you said I had only seen pictures of the kind of black and white black and white board. Sure.
1: And I think he was saying they just got the prototype board in, the newer version like right before B-fig like it just came in.
0: Yeah, this so was would... the first time I believe they're using it.
1: Yes. So we got a first look at it which was very exciting.
0: Awesome. So, did they say when this game was going to be coming to Kickstarter?
1: They are anticipating in the spring.
0: In the spring. Okay. So, a few more shows. Are they bringing it to PAX Unplugged?
1: I'm not sure. I did not ask them that.
0: Rob?
2: Um, I didn't ask them that, but it seems like it's going to be... If they're there, that's what's going to be there. Because um, Human Era, which was their, their last Kickstarter... Um, it's done. They had final copies. I actually brought a copy home with me. Um, You know, the Dragoon expansion is out. So this is their kind of latest thing. So I'm guessing if they're going to be at PAX Unplugged, then Life Siphon is going to be their, their focus.
0: Sure. Sure. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. So um, I really enjoyed that. That's one of those ones. I think, you know, both EFG and um, upon perspective, we're going to have our eye on that as it comes to Kickstarter in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. And for nothing else, because the, the folks over at Lay Waste, they do good work, um, and their games are, you know, I mean, this game is, you know, the idea of a four-player multiplayer game, it's relatively simple to play, um, and it has an, some interesting mechanics as far as, like, balancing your life total. Um, I think that this will find its way to all of our tables at some point, um, and it's something that we'll definitely be uh, covering and talking about as it, on our various forms of programming as the games go through. Um, you know, we gotta make sure programming note for you and me, Rob, we gotta make sure that we get the the launch date so we can lock in so that we can talk about it on our live shows. Um oh, at least totally. I'm going to. Um may as well take advantage of the fact that we have insider information, right? So um here's what I thought we would do. So that was the one game that I knew you played um that I remembered. <laughs> um so uh, what I was hoping that the two of you guys would do is just kind of go back and forth, talking about some of the games that you played. Um, and obviously feel free to chime in. Um, I am, uh, am going to play the role of a clueless parent. <laughs> and I am hoping that you will uh, try and sell me some of the games that you have seen. Um, Sounds good. You know, your task is to get me excited about a board game. Not exactly the biggest challenge. I'm setting the bar low. Um, but, you know, it's a Monday night. You know, um, I lost all four of my fantasy football games this week. I just want somebody to win something. So, um, so uh, Linda, why don't you go yes. first? Tell me about a game that you played and tell me why it is awesome.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to start with one of the first things I played when I was there that I liked way more than I thought I was going to like, okay. and that was that's Wizard.
0: That's Wizard. Okay.
1: I, yes. So my sister and I actually battled. So for context for everyone else, my sister has less gaming experience that I, than I do for card games and and board games in general. And so this is a card battling game where you are playing like Harry Potter esque two wizards battling, but legally distinct from Harry Potter. Definitely even though legally the, distinct from Harry le- Potter. Even yeah. though one of them is called the Boy Wizard, and I think one of them is like... It it, it was the Dark Lord, and it's so close, but it is legally distinct. Um, and
2: the designer looks like looks Daniel like Radcliffe.
1: He so, he so does. I might have told my sister she was going to meet Harry Potter. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, but I digress. So, the nice thing for the demo is um part of the game for that's wizard is that you can build your own deck so you can create you know decide on what cards you're going to put in your deck to utilize for your game but he had pre-made decks for us so we could just pick which kind of character we wanted to play he just handed us a deck and we were ready to go so it simplified that whole piece and apparently there's going to be resources so if you want to skip the building your own deck part there's going to be pre-made deck suggestions available so you can just skip that part completely if you don't want to deal with the deck building component for the card battling it was incredibly easy i was shocked i am not proficient with card battling i find them very uncomfortable because i'm still new to them and within two hands i felt really comfortable there was a very nice dial for the play mat that you kept track of your health and you kept track of your magic points he had a Nicer word for that, but I, it escapes me at the moment. But it was very easy to keep track of everything. There were tokens for things that were that took place over multiple turns, which I know is a very standard uh, deck battling component. And it was something that here are two inexperienced deck battling people, and we picked it up in, like, two hands. That's
0: pretty so, awesome. What's the name of the yeah. company behind
1: That's Wizard? It, uh, Mana Works Games.
0: Okay. So... so and they... So yes. YouTube picked it up yes. easily, which quite um which is awesome. Um, yes, you know because that that's that's one of the things. This, I mean, the the fact that you're intimidated by the card battling game and Rob, I'm sure, can chime in on this. That's not uncommon. A lot of people think of that and think, "Oh man, this is going to be like Magic or it's going to be like Pokemon, and that means it's going to be this like arcane experience, and I'm never going to be able to get into it and enjoy it." Um, and in some cases, they're legitimately right. Um, but it's really nice to find a kind of a deck battling card battling game that that is that kind of gives some of that same feel but avoids some of the extra complicated pieces. Rob, right. what do you think?
2: Um I really like that's Wizard and um and I, you know, it was a few years ago when it first showed up at CT Fig and I have to say like during the initial judging with the video and like the explanation, I was totally not down with this game Uh, and then i saw it i remember uh, that i I, saw it played yeah i saw it played at ct fig i'm like wow like (laughs) the video and the initial explanation did nothing for this game like it looked like a lot of fun and then apparently this year at ct fig it came in way more polished and at boston fig um they had their latest prototype from the game crafter which looked amazing i actually couldn't sit down to play because they were so busy um, but they did send me home with their only prototype, so I could preview for uh, preview it for them. So oh, I, right. I have it here, and, are you doing uh, a yeah. they yes. are doing a Kickstarter. Uh,
1: okay. They're maybe January, but he said if they're not ready, they're going to delay, which was the wisest thing I heard the entire day. I'm so here. yeah, so... Stephen,
2: if you want to play, I've I've got it
1: here.
0: All right. Nice, well, we gotta... and I yes,
1: I have a bonus card because right. I played. I actually got a special card that will not ever be published. It will only be a promo item. Wow! So, oh
2: man, he, yeah. he better have put that in the box for me.
1: <laughs> well, so look if you have hide soul because if you don't, I do. Awesome. <laughs> well, look at that! Look at
0: that! Um, but here's the thing: when did they say that? But that's too, you can't count um, on that.
1: I'm, um, I'm not but, going to the bank with it. But I, let me have my moment of delusion right, that I got something moment. special.
0: You did listen. There's lots of you've gotten lots of things that are special. Um, but Rob and I both know, they say it's a Kickstarter exclusive, but that doesn't mean nothing. Um, (laughs) so, um, all right. So that's wizard. I was uh, excited about this game. I got to tell you, my experience with with this game was kind of the same as what Rob had when I first saw it. I dismissed it immediately out hand out of hand. The video was, was kind of boring. Um, you know, it was like, okay, so it's Harry Potter wizard card game. Great. Um, but every time I have heard someone speak of it since that initial touch has been nothing but positives. Um, I'm so disappointed that I missed them at C T CTFig um, because they were around the corner and I just didn't happen to walk there. I just got so distracted. Um, so I can't wait to play this. So yes, Rob, we're going to have to figure it out. I mean, if their Kickstarter is going to be in January, uh, then we certainly do have time. Um, so yeah, super hype about that. Um, so, okay, you guys have successfully sold me on that. Big surprise. <laughs> you sold me on a card battling game based on Harry, you know, based on not Harry Potter, but based on Harry Potter. Um, so, um, so score one, I guess we're not really going to keep score cause you're probably going to successfully sell me on everything. Rob, what did you play that you liked?
2: Well, while we're on the topic of promo cards, I do have to say I got my go nuts for donuts promo cards finally from game, right? Yeah. Uh, one of them is the bacon card, and one of them is the zombie donut. Yeah, and I was very, very excited. Dude, um,
0: dude, bacon doesn't go on donuts, though.
2: Oh, it goes on. It goes on maple frosted donuts. Yes,
0: it does. It definitely doesn't. But that's fine. It's <laughs> fine. We don't need to argue about it. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's just. It just. So doesn't. let me uh... tell me. Tell me what's going on.
2: So, my, some of my some of my favorite people. We' there we're the the Resonim team and they do uh monarch and Visitor in Blackwood Grove both excellent games um, and they have a a new game they're working on called continental drift um, okay. and what this is is it's a it's a card right yeah it's this uh, and it's got a grid on it and it's got an island and it's got different animals it's got like raptors emus and elephants and then there's special creatures and other special things um, so do you remember playing dots and boxes when you were a kid I did so this is similar to that except on your turn you are going to cut a straight line into this card with scissors that is exactly three boxes long and whatever pieces fall off this card are yours, and you'll score them at the end of the game. Yep. So, the the animal that you have the most of, you will score points in, whereas the animal you have the second most of, you will lose points for. Okay. And then there's special animals. So there's T-Rexes, and they're always butting heads. Um, but a T-Rex does not want to be on a card with another T-Rex. So you actually have to try to get a piece with just one T-Rex on it for points or there's a giant turtle. And if you have 20, 20 boxes that have water on them, you get a point point. and there's arcs. And if you have at least two of each of the main creatures, you get a point for each arc you have. Um, so it's cool. It's, the first way is cool is that you're cutting, you know, you're cutting these cards with, mm-hmm. with a scissor. The second thing that's cool is every card is unique. So every, every board is unique. They are procedurally generated with a certain set of rules um, so that they're, they're all completely different. And this generator knows that if there's a turtle, there has to be at least 20 water tiles. And if there's a T-Rex, it has to be facing another one. So they, none of the boards will be unplayable. Every board is fully playable. Uh, on the back of it are the rules. Oh, and I almost forgot. And on the bottom, there are two caves. Okay. And the, those are those are perforated. Each player gets a cave. And you hold the cave up to the light, and it'll show you an item that you already have that's like your secret. So it might be you have one of the regular animals already, or it might be that you have the giant turtle already, and that's your secret. Um, and it's it's really cool because you can't see it unless you hold it up to the light. Um, so that's your, your secret one. And I guess the goal for them, what they were thinking of kickstarting, is when you kickstart it, and you get the game, you'll get X amount of these randomly generated cards to start, mm-hmm. but you'll also get access to the generator, so that once you're out of cards, you can generate new ones and print them for yourself.
0: Okay. Um,
2: it's just it's really simple, but really fun and a really cool idea that you are you are cutting into the game to To play it, um I played with a really nice older woman who turned out to be um the designer's mom. Okay. Um, she was like super cool, and like we had a blast playing this game together and trying to figure out the best way to to cut it to optimize our our moves and yeah. I think it was just a really cool game played with a really cool person, and I just I left the 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 table just like. With this really good feeling, it was like it was just a, an overall really cool experience.
0: Awesome. You know, I I have my concerns about procedural generation in games. Um, <laughs> for those listening that may be wondering what the hell procedural generation means, it means that it's designed by a computer, and generally it is designed by an algorithm. So like it's math that creates this thing. Um, so it's not designed by a person. Um, and the problem that I have with those things, not to say that this doesn't get me hype, because this does sound like a lot of fun, um, but, um, and I really do love the idea of, um, games that are, where every board game is truly unique, and we're living in a, in a time where that's actually possible, so that's exciting to me, but, um, it's kind of like on the video game side, we, we talk about No Man's Sky, And, you know, like the fact that it is possible to get something that is just not as fun as someone else's board, Um, you know, not to say that you'll get something that's empty because, you know, as you said, there are rules. Um, But, you know, there's just that issue of, you know, I don't necessarily know what I am getting um, when I buy it. So, I I don't know. I guess that that is my only concern. But from what you described, it does sound fun. Linda, did you get a chance to play this one?
1: I didn't play it, but I did talk to them. It was near the time that I had to depart so I could drive home before I fell asleep. Um, I have actually a. Yes. So I actually got a, it was, since it was near the end of the day, they were super nice and they let me actually take one of their boards home as a sample. So I do have one that's, so it's got all the rules on it and the directions. Um, and so I can get photos out of that if that's something we want to do, yes. but okay. It's always. on the list always. always. Um, so that's something that I've got. Um, and just a little like elevator pitch that I got from them. It just intrigued me. It's such a unique element to it. Linda, right. did
2: you see the giant scissors they yes, had? Yes, I did. So they also <laughs> oh, so Steven, I should I should mention they had a giant their, the poster for the game was a giant game board. Um and at five o'clock they actually picked two people to play by using these giant scissors to cut the giant poster like for a full game. And I unfortunately wow. missed it because I was getting ready. Um, as a Figgy presenter, uh, but they do have some pictures of the people using the gigantic scissors to cut the gigantic board.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness! If I knew they were going to do that, I would have waited a little bit to leave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that uh. does sound that does sound pretty awesome. So, so all right, so so you cut the board. So this is like, I mean, I guess you can't not call it a legacy game, right? Or is this a one-time use thing? Maybe I misunderstood.
2: I, so, like, so, it, well, the thing is, when you when you the, the idea is when you purchase the game, you get a box of these cards. So these cards okay. are probably about six by I want to say eight. Yep. I, I have one upstairs. I, I have to measure it. So each card is one use because you're you're cutting it up.
1: Yeah. The cards are. Probably about 11 inches tall, and the width—it's—it yeah, because I have a standard piece of paper next to it. it Look, or here, where's my standard paper? I think it's yeah. They're around 11 inches tall, and they're—they're not as wide as a standard piece of notebook paper. So I don't have a ruler handy, but it's—I mean, it's smaller than a standard like piece of paper, printer paper.
2: Yeah, and so you—you tear the bottom off, which is the two caves. But the rules are printed on the back of every single card, too. So it's like if you just want to grab, like, three or four on your way out of the house, you know, it's not like you have to bring a rule book. It's it's a self-contained micro game, but the goal is they'll sell them in a stack.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, look, look, that sounds – all right. So I'm I'm sold. That sounds kind of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So that is Continental Drift by Resonim. Um, L- Linda. Um, Yes, this wasn't part of the showcase, but I saw that you got your did you get your hands on Forbidden Sky?
1: I didn't get to play it, but I got to see it up close and personal.
0: Okay. so So they weren't
1: doing full demos.
0: They weren't. Well, yeah, I don't think they really needed to. The game's just flying off the shelf. Um, Why bother doing the work? Um, So uh, can you tell me what the heck is up with that game?
1: Oh, my goodness. It is so cool. So it's battery operated. So I'm going to start with that because it lights up and makes sounds. So okay. that I was not expecting. I don't know if you had heard that part, but that I kind of blew I I had away. seen
0: it, but like again, yeah. I, I just knew that they were sending it to me at some point. So I kind of didn't put. It was kind of like you know, back back of mind. Um, but I saw some battery stuff happening.
1: Yes. Uh, on so, the
0: Instagrams. <clears throat>
1: so the idea is. It's the next step in the story of the Forbidden series. So now, you know, in Forbidden Desert, you leave with the plane. And now you're up in the sky and stuff happens. And now electricity is the commodity you're trying to harness and is also the thing trying to kill you. So you're literally trying to build a circuit. Okay. There are disks that you put down. So let me back up. You actually are laying tiles on this game. In the other games, the tiles were laid out at the beginning of the game. In this game, you are laying tiles to build your terrain as you go. And you're trying to build circles to put these discs down that have a metal edge, because you're going to literally be building a circuit to activate the rocket. And as you go through, just like in Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, there's event cards that do terrible things to you and try to kill you, because the world is trying to to get you, and you can be struck by lightning, or you can be blown off the edge and take damage. So you're trying to not get struck by lightning, and there's some um, elements of the game that allow you to be protected during lightning strikes. Um, You have your rope to try to keep you safe when the wind blows. Just like in Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert, there are different character cards. Everybody has a special power. And so basically, you're trying to go through and build the terrain to allow you to build your circuit. And you lay down these disks, and you there are, are connectors, these little, they look kind of like sticks when I, when I could see them, but they're these little cylinders. The bottom is metal so, or metallic, so it can create that circuit connection. And you go through, and so as a team, you're trying to finish, complete the circuit so that the rocket will light up. And just like in Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert, I keep saying this, but it's a very similar element, all the people have to be at the rocket site to successfully leave. So, I a mean, lot of parallels. That
0: sounds that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Rob, did you get a chance to touch it? Or
2: I didn't get a chance to play with it um, or play the game just to kind of make a quick circuit and, and watch it light up and make sounds, but I believe a copy is on the way.
0: Yeah, that's that's the word on the street that we got also. So, uh, I I can't wait to get my hands on that one. The fact that it lights up and all that—that's gonna make some great uh, Instagram videos. Um, super hype about that. The fact like this is just one of those things where I have been wanting. Like, I don't know about you, Rob, but like you know, I have sat with the general and we've been like, you know, they've got to do another Forbidden Game. Like, what are they going to do? And we've talked about, like, what the next one had to be. You know, because first it was island, then it was desert. I thought it was going to be mountain. Just I thought that was, like, the next natural biome that they could pick. Um, Because I was using Minecraft biomes as, like, the thing. Which, realistically, (laughs) if you think about it, that's really not a bad place to look, right? Like, you know, they could have done, like, Forbidden Taiga. And I only have Taiga in my mind because of Minecon earth over the weekend we'll talk about that on the video game pod uh next week but um you know like but then forbidden sky right like that makes total sense it's just it's just it's perfect um so the the, i'm guessing you get into the forbidden sky in the ship that you built in forbidden desert is that like kind of what happens
2: I'm not familiar with the storyline because, to be completely honest, even though I know of Forbidden Desert, I have never played that one. You've
0: never played Forbidden Desert?
2: I have Forbidden Island, and I've played that. I have never played Forbidden Desert.
0: All right, so we'll loan you Forbidden Desert so you can play it. Because I think it'll be important – because I think, especially if they're going to be sending you Forbidden Sky, I think it'll be important to play Forbidden Desert just so you have context. Okay, Um, I think that's just one of those things uh, that makes sense. Um – but man, yeah, these are really... Alright, so, I mean, obviously, Forbidden Sky, I was hype about, literally, when they showed off a teaser trailer before Gen Con, was just Thunder. <sighs> like, literally just Thunder, I was like, oh no, it's another Forbidden game, and I immediately, like, hyped out, which is different than Hulking Out. I hyped out and, like, flailed my arms about, like, Kermit, and, like, ran around my living room. <laughs> um... Did you at least get that on video? No, I didn't. I wish I had. (laughs) You missed
1: that window. You know
0: what? Speaking (laughs) of, if you guys think I get hype, uh, you should see my oldest during a Nintendo Direct. Because, holy moly, like, when they announced Civilization VI for the Nintendo Switch, that kid, God bless his heart, uh, (laughs) lost his (laughs) damn mind. Like just literally just lost his damn mind. He was just like, "I'm all, I'm gonna backflip up, up, around the moon because of Civilization Six on the Switch." Now, that's sick to death. But yeah, so if you think I get hype, you guys haven't seen nothing. Um, I had to that tell was, him to come That was down. my
2: son. That was my son when Fortnite Monopoly showed up. Like,
0: I mean, how old is your son?
2: He's thirteen.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Fortnite Monopoly would do that. Um, did he do one of the Fortnite dances?
2: He was doing them as he was trying to look over my shoulder while I was taking it out of the box. Like, all right, all
0: right. Does yeah. he have a specific Fortnite dance of choice?
2: He does the uh, the Dark Souls one a lot. I don't know what it's called. Oh,
0: he praises the sun.
2: No, no. The praises the sun is the one with the arms up. He does the other one with the arms are down. And oh, those are back.
0: best. Uh, th- that's called best mates. Best-
2: Best Mates, that's the one.
0: Um, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Linda's son flosses. Yes.
1: So
0: to most of the children at my school. Occasion.
2: Yeah, they, they floss on occasion, but Best Mates seems to be his, uh, well, best his mates generic mode of transportation around the house. Like,
0: best Mates is like a meme, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, Best Mates is like – I'll have to show you – Just you have to look it up, Linda, because I, 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 I doubt you yeah. know what it is. Just look it up. You'll know what I mean.
1: I just probably have seen it at school.
0: <laughs> Evan legit does it, but he doesn't do it, but he his new thing is he tries to do the default dance, but he can't. Um, <laughs> so he does like half of it. And it looks like he's just kind of clapping while having a seizure. It's really, it's really not great. But why, is, okay.
2: why isn't the Carlton more popular? Like... Um,
0: you know what? Here's the thing. My son saw a video of Carlton doing the Carlton, and he was like, "Why is this dude doing a Fortnite dance?"
2: No, no, no. no. They're doing the Carlton. <laughs> yeah,
0: like... that's what we had to explain. We we're like, "No, this show came out in the '90s." And he's like, no, he's doing stay fresh, and we're like, no, 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 that came from a show that called The Fresh the Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> and well, and then I, I mean, I had to respond to all this. This is totally a non sequitur, but people who listen understand the Fortnite dance problem. Um, I showed, I showed them that World of Warcraft does the dances too. Um, right. Yeah. Um, because every race, and you know, every race has a oh, dance right. for both the male and female characters. And so I went and I was like, check out what the orc does. And they're like, why is that orc dancing that way? I'm like, because he's doing the MC Hammer dance. And then they were like, oh, so like, this isn't new. And I'm like, no, it's not. That doesn't make it less awesome. I'm very happy that they did it. It's super smart. And they have made so many dollars. Um, But, you know, it's like, they, the, the <laughs> it, it's, it's, they've made so many dollars off of, Really, what is super inconsequential. But I can't I can't even get mad. I can't even get mad. All right, so um, we have gotten through literally four games, and it was an entire festival. <laughs> so let's do some more. So that's Forbidden Sky uh, by Game Right. Rob, what else did you play?
2: Okay, so a lot of people are probably going to think I'm crazy, but one of my absolute favorite games of the show yep. was called uh, Schrodinger's Cat. Okay. So... This is a literally like a little micro game, yeah. um, and it's more meta than not. So what you do is you get a cat, and you get four little cards in and and like a little box. Like, okay. And I mean little, like little. So what you do is you and, and another player or two teams of players, you name this cat, uh, whatever you want to name it, it's a kay. really cute little drawing, and you put it in the box.
0: Okay,
2: And then one player or team takes the role of the cat wrangler, Yep, and one player or team takes the role of the scuba diver.
1: Kay. Now,
2: the cat wrangler can decide whether the – they have two cards, and they can decide whether the cat in the box is wearing a scuba helmet or not wearing a scuba helmet. Okay. And the scuba diver can decide if it's going to put in an air tank or a tank full of poison. And okay. each and each player or team will put one of their cards into the box and then literally eat the other one. Like it's edible. It will dissolve on your tongue or you can dissolve it in water. But the point is that there is absolutely no evidence left. Of what card. You put in. To the box. Okay. And now this box is sealed. With a little label. That says something along the lines of. Warning. Potential cat murder. And the players need to decide. Whether they're going to. Open this box. And find out if they've killed. This poor little cat. Or it survived. Or if they're not going to open the box. And. Will the cat be alive or could be dead. Um, So it's this. Really silly, just like two dollar meta game, uh, and and the woman who made it said like she's had players of teams who just keep passing the box back and forth because they all refuse to to open it, and and possibly murder this cat, um, <laughs> and of course when I played it with her, I'm like nope, we're opening it like right now, and and our cat was still alive and it was it was all good, but it's just the kind of the silly micro nature of it that you put these cards in and then you literally dispose of the other ones. So there's no way to tell what's in the box without cracking the seal. Uh, I really loved it. And I, I was talking about it with a few people and some people were looking at me, at me like I was crazy. Like, why is this awesome? And I'm like, you just, it, cause it is, it's, it's cool. You could eat the other card. I don't know. I really enjoyed it.
0: I mean, were you hungry? Is that what made you want? Like, was this just like the <laughs> snack you needed at that exact moment?
2: Oh, no, no. I just I thought it was really cool. All right. Like, okay. Like, because okay. really, at that point is that the cat can be alive or dead until you open that box because there's no other way to tell because you've gotten rid of the, the evidence of, of the contrary.
0: I mean, okay. All right. That's – okay. So I don't want to say that I'm not hype because that would be <laughs> off-brand for me. But this just seems weird but that's it is it's
2: it's it's just a weird little like i said it's like a weird little two dollar game that this woman makes but i just i sat down and i just thought it was super charming
0: um so all right who made this game these weird people
2: uh it's just one woman um her business card is is upstairs i should have brought it down uh, and they come in these little like little handmade black boxes with these dissolvable cards and and illustrations of cute cats.
0: I wonder if they are on board game. Geek. I will look I'm gonna look because I'm a professional.
2: You are a professional, and I am just kind of like sitting on my cat my couch in my
0: p j s like <laughs> right that's now. okay, yeah, you're the one I, I, you guys like, yeah, it's not on here, but that's okay. it's fine.
1: I'm trying to look it up on the uh, BFIG site to see if I can at least get a link for it. Um, it- I saw this when I was walking around and because um, because of the, the, the you know, is the cat alive or dead theme, I just, it made me a little feel, feel a little uncomfortable as far as family game. Um, I mean, older children could handle it, but I'm thinking of some of the younger ones that I know and I, I think that would be harder for them to, you know, feel yeah. comfortable.
0: So. Also, I don't want to feed my kids those things.
1: Um, well, there's that but, too.
0: But you know what? Um, I am – I'm happy that it exists. And Rob, I'm happy that it makes you happy.
1: Yes. How about that? I have oh, a created that makes, by
2: – That makes me happy. Oh, created by whom?
1: So it looks like it's pronounced I-can't-Conan. It's I-K-A-N-T-K-O-A-N. The Ks are capital. So but sure. it's all – it's printed as all one word.
0: Sure.
2: Interesting. I'll have to track yes. down the business card and see if there's a website on there. If
0: you could, um, let me know so I could let the uh, producer know for the show notes. So, um, so that's Schrodinger's cat, Linda. What else did you play?
1: So I played a little game that I found intriguing called Penguin Slap. Um, Penguin it is actually current... It is yes, yes. It... What I liked about it I don't is know there why. is no actual.
0: Hmm. I don't know why I find that so funny.
1: Well, what I, what the first thing I said is, is there actual slapping? Is it like, like Slam Witch? where there actual slapping of cards in the game? There is no actual slapping. So that element of, um, you know, craziness that can come from a slapping game is eliminated. Um, There's a slap card, but there, you know, it, it doesn't get quite as crazy. Super cute. The graphics on it are absolutely adorable. Uh, so you're trying to catch fish. And... It, there, it's a, it does have player elimination. If you run out of uh, cards, you're not necessarily out of the game. Um, so it's like quasi player elimination because you can kind of come back in, but you're limited. Um, and then it's sort of a reverse Uno. You know, the last person with fish wins. So All right. it's 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 really cute. It,
0: hmm? Yeah, it looks super cute. I saw some of the pictures. Yes. Um, this is definitely intended for the younger set.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. And- <clears throat>
0: And it's funded on Kickstarter right now, right?
1: Yes, it funded in twenty-four under twenty-four hours. Um, They had a modest thousand-dollar goal, and they're uh, at about sixteen hundred. So, um, they're ones that we I was talking about maybe trying to feature them on our Kickstarter. um, Yeah, we got to get that going again.
0: So, hopefully, they will do that. Listen, you know what? Hundred percent funded in under twenty-four hours. Doesn't matter if they only had a thousand-dollar goal; they're almost doubling it. Um, That's true. They're going to get this game done. The artwork is adorable. Um, <laughs> and it's Penguin Slap. And they're slapping each other with fish. Um, I didn't... Like, okay, so... If you go to the Kickstarter page, um, there is a 100% a Smash Brothers reference. Rob, I don't know if you've been to their Kickstarter page for Penguin Slap. I, I have not. Uh, they have a sombrero penguin is ready to slap in the... Uh, uh, Smash Brothers, like it looks like it's on a Smash Brothers in, in, like announcement screen. That's awesome! <laughs> oh man, I am all in on these guys yeah. right now. They they don't understand how excited I am for this game now. Yeah, um,
1: it, it's I, super I, super cute.
2: I will say that this is one of the games I got to judge. Yeah. Um, out of the out of the five family games that I had, uh, this one was the one that. All four of my kids could be like less interested in. They just they didn't dig it. Okay. And I mean, it is super cute, and the artwork is super awesome. But in our household, uh, this one just did not go over well.
0: That's fair. I mean, what do you um, do? Exactly. Not, it's not and, and everybody,
2: everybody has but... their yeah. It's not for it's not for everybody. It's a super cute game, and I mean these. This this company, man, their booth was packed full of people playing and mm-hmm. having a great time all day long.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of those games that, you know, that, you, that, that will demo very well. It's a fun, like, it, it's a fun-looking experience. Um, I would imagine that, like, Linda, like our kids, this really feels like something that our younger kids would just be yes. all in on.
1: And that fits the, you know, kind of where my brain ends up with a lot of these. I, I tend to gravitate to the ones for the younger sets. Yeah. And this absolutely fits the bill. And if anyone's interested in the Kickstarter, to get a copy of the game, it's $15.
0: Yeah, it's real low. I
1: mean, it's nice, low price point. Um, Nice, you know, like, it's it's just a card game. There's no, like, pieces to lose, no yeah. little tokens. It's just a card game, so yeah. it's something that is, you know, perfect for portability. Um, so that's this is something that I'm definitely eyeing for my family because yeah. it's just it's something silly, but it doesn't have physical slapping, which tends to escalate the craziness.
0: That's It fair. keeps it,
1: it keeps it that that in between. When I when I played it, there were two teenage two young teenagers that um, I was playing with, and it was hysterical one of the one of the guys he for some reason decided like he was going to do any kind of take of that thing he could do it was targeted at me it was hysterical and the banter we had back and forth just made the game even more fun it was just a blast
0: awesome all right so that is penguin slap who uh, what's the name of the company behind that
1: so they apparently just came up with their name they are low sodium games and their little tag on it is <laughs> N-A-H for the sodium um, symbol. So I thought that was really fun. Low sodium
0: games. All right. Um, yes. So there's no salt. You get, you get <laughs> there's that. no salt. you get, you get <laughs> yes, that, Yes, I got Yeah, all right. I get that. kid. Right, no Draw salt. Draw me a picture, but I got it. All right. Hey, man, listen. I'm This is a, I'm the host. I gotta. Sometimes I got to illustrate things. It's part of my responsibility. It's all good. Um, it's all good. Okay, so that's Penguin Slap. <laughs> uh, Rob,
2: what else you got for me? So, Leave Me Alone.
0: Oh, man, I want to uh, talk about Leave Me Alone. I, I want to know but, how much it changed. Tell me about Leave Me Alone.
2: So, this is from Parajax Games. Uh, Jeff Johnston, who did Moonquake Escape, yep. uh, Roasted and Toasted, and uh, Flashlights and Fireflies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Um, this is basically a game about jumping in piles of leaves. Yep. Um, and. Uh, you have a kind of like a lever, yep. um, and on your lever is listed the type of leaves that you want to collect. Yep. And all these leaves... Um, so I think there's three different types of leaves uh, in four different colors, I want to say, or maybe three different colors, and they're scattered about. Yep. And um, you have to, on your turn, try to grab the leaves that you need to stack on your, on your lever, but other players... Can, can put tokens down to block leaves so they yep. can't be taken. Um, so then uh, you, you fill up your ramp. And if you can actually complete all of the, you know, if you can get every type of leaf you need, you get a point. Uh, if not, you just leave your leaves on your, your ramp, and then it moves to the next player. And once every player has gathered leaves, yep. now we're going to jump in the leaves. And you do this by slamming your hand down on the lever and flinging your, your leaf tiles into the air and ha- trying to land them on your, your score dial. Yep. Okay. Uh, and whoever has the most leaves on their score dial uh, gets, uh, you know, a bunch of points. And I think everybody else gets like one point uh, for having at least something. Um, and there's an extra token that'll let you take an extra guess because uh, if, if you can't find the type of leaf that you want, you could try to flip a leaf over. To see if it's the color you want. Uh, and there's also wild leaves, but one of them says stop on the back, which means you immediately lose your turn. Uh, and you, you, you keep playing that way, but at the very end of the game, there's like a grand finale where you just load up on leaves and do one last, one last fling. It's just a really cute family friendly game, but, but hitting that lever and sending those leaves flying is extremely satisfying. Um, I had a lot of fun. I actually played with uh with two of the booth helpers while while Jeff explained just how things went um, and I had fun. This is one I think my kids would love because it's just it's kind of quick you know grab tiles and then you're flipping them very simple takes like you know a minute or two to learn how to play and it just has that that physical dexterity component that's a lot of fun
0: sure now this is one of those games where he's um He's looking for a publisher, right?
2: He's looking for a publisher. He's still tweaking it. Apparently, this version uh, that we played at Boston Fig, there had been some major changes to it, and I think I saw on his his Facebook or Twitter that, like, on the way home or something, he thought of something else. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change again, but he is looking for
1: a publisher. And it's changed so much from last year. He had a really early prototype at last Boston Fig, and... It's just amazing to see how much it's changed over just one year. How much he's tweaked it.
0: Well, he is a professional.
1: Right? He is. I he's mean, Jeff Johnson. Knows evaluate. what he
0: is doing. Yep. Um, we got to get him on here at some point. Um, just agreed. He's a, you know he's a super interesting, entertaining guy. He's very animated. Um, and he's
2: very he, passionate about what he does. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he's mm-hmm. a professional. Um, you know, he just. I mean, I'm sure he has half a dozen more games in the tank that he's working on. But he seems to me to be the kind of guy that, that lives by riding the epiphany wave. Um, I don't know why that that's how he strikes me, but he just strikes me as the kind of dude that's just like, oh, boom, I got an idea, and just runs with it. Um, so he's probably like slowly pushing like six cars down the road all at once. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that this game is going to find a publisher. Um, it's just a matter of time. because I didn't get to play at C T Fig, but I did get to... Um, slant put the you know like actually do the thing where I hit the the rake and sent stuff flying and I was like okay this is just prototype stuff someone has got to have an idea on how to actually make this and make it more fun by having like that tangible element so someone's gonna do it I'm sure of it um best of luck to Jeff for leave me alone I was I saw the pictures of it and I was like all right he's gonna keep going I was worried. I don't know why I was worried after C.T. Fig that he might have like kind of abandoned it, but now he knows what he's doing. Did he have yeah, that like, Bears at bedtime? Nope. Or he they didn't, no, have, he, he didn't, didn't
2: have Barely Asleep. I was, I was super bummed because I well, really he's... wanted to play that.
1: I talked to him about that, actually, because he and I had been brainstorming behind the scenes a little bit about Barely Asleep, and he's toying with the idea of a retheme because the game mechanics are a little advanced for the theme. Yeah. So he, he's toying with... Maybe a more sophisticated theme, yeah, to better fit with the mechanics. But that's still just kind of bubbling around in his brain. So, I mean, but I guess that makes
0: sense. Yep, that,
1: it's still but, percolating. And
0: that's a game that, de- that's what, that needed some work. Yes, barely asleep. Um, you know, I get what he was. I, I I was picking up what he was putting down when I played it. Um, but yeah, I was like, uh I, I think. You know, I think it needs some work. Obviously, it yeah. did. He knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. So, not even kind of worried about that guy. He'll be no. he'll be okay. Absolutely. Um, so, what else do we got? Uh, so, that's Leave Me Alone. Um, Linda, tell me tell me another game you enjoyed. Actually, I'd like to hear what Crystal enjoyed. Did, was there anything particularly that caught her? Because she's not really super gamey. No,
1: um... You know, it's funny. We didn't really have a chance to kind of debrief after it because literally like we were both kind of fried and she, you know, got me back to the tea and we divided and went our separate ways and really haven't really talked. So I'm not sure what struck her. I'd be interested to to go chat and and see. Um, She definitely seemed to enjoy That's Wizard. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We sat down and played. The two of us played Rat Race a little bit. And that was something that was at CT Fig that they have been doing some more tweaking on. And I didn't play it at CT Fig, and I made it a point to go check in with them at B Fig. And I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did.
0: Okay. And which game is that?
1: So this is Rat Race Escape the Sewers. Okay. Uh, it's designed by uh, Triple Decker Games. That's the one where you're collecting trash cards. And um, based on the cards, there's different stability points on it and different uh, height c- uh, points. And you use two different trackers, and you're trying to track your height and the stability of it. And you're trying not to have everything collapse. And you have to roll die to see if you your stack collapses or not. Yeah, and this so, is
0: like a hundred percent sounds like not your game.
1: No, and it was really cute. Um, there are each each player gets. Um, a rat leader card, and like typical different characters, they all have their different powers and attributes. And, you know, we we just did an abbreviated version, of course, because we were just demoing. But, I mean, just the couple rounds we got to play, we got the flavor of the game, and very easy to play. They listed as 13 up, but I think it's one of those, it's 13 plus for legal reasons and simplicity reasons.
0: Sure, that happens. Playability,
1: Yes, playability-wise, definitely could be done... Probably eight or nine plus. Sure. Um, And we picked it up. Yeah. What's the name of the company? uh, Triple Decker Games. Triple
0: Decker. They were at CT Fig. I walked past them too. Yes. um, And I dismissed it. This is a problem that I have. This is bad luck. Rob, I guess I got to start programming myself. Like if I think I'm going to dismiss it, I really should just not dismiss it. Because, you know, between this and That's Wizard, like, you know, I'm missing out on stuff.
2: This is one that I hadn't seen until Boston Fig, and unfortunately, I did just dismiss it, and I kept walking.
1: Yeah. So, because it was the second time, and honestly, their booth alone just looked more polished, so it made me want to just check in with them. And it sure. was nice to say, hey, guys, I saw you at CT Fig. What's, what's new? And they actually had a lot to say that was new. So, I mean, CT Fig wasn't that long ago. So, in a really short amount of time, what, two months? Something like that. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot of tweaking. You know, they had changed some things on the cards. They had changed some things on the trash. They, you know, like so. There's, you know, there's a lot of thought they've put into this in just a short period of time. Awesome. And yeah, so that's something they are currently looking for a publisher. Um, and honestly, with what I saw, I think they've got a better chance than when I first laid eyes on it. Couple months ago, uh, they are contemplating the idea of Kickstarter if if nothing plays out. But I think they really would rather just find a publisher for it. So, all right, that's sort of their plans.
0: All right, so uh, I am I, I will be hyped for this game. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So that's Rat Race Escape the Sewers. Yes. Um, let's just do let's do one more because we've been okay. we've been at this for a bit. Um, Rob. Bring
2: us home, I, I actually did not play anything else. There That's was fine. a few games that I've I've played already that were there. Um, Born to Serve from Shoot Again Games, which is about uh, superheroes in a in a failing superhero economy, and they're all fighting over the last job, which is a uh, a job waiting tables at a local restaurant. Um, and so each superhero can use their powers. So basically, like. The guys like whoever does the best job, can can gets gets the position. So these superheroes are using their superpowers to wait tables, uh, to see who gets this this job. Yeah. Um, okay. Th- there was magnets, the game which my kids have been playing all summer, which is similar to a similar to marbles. You're chucking magnets into a ring and trying to get them to stick in towers of four. Okay. Uh, it's really, uh, really portable, really cool, really inexpensive. Um there's Ice Fortress from Geek Fever Games which I absolutely love. It's like a cooperative um a cooperative game where you're trying to build these towers uh, and light these beacons to to ward off invaders.
1: Yeah, um, I got to play, play that one
0: too. And you didn't play that because you've already played it.
2: Yeah, right. So these are games that I've already You've
1: already played. played yeah, I got yeah, to yeah. play Ice Fortress. And that was the one in the photos that I posted that was with the dice yeah. Supporting the cards and that t- those towers. Yeah. That was that one. That one was a lot of fun. Hard though. Um, did you, did Tim... you guys win when you played? What was that?
2: Did you win when you played?
1: No, actually, I was talking to Tim, who's the designer for, for Geek Fever Games, that was there, and he said when I played, it was later in the day, and we barely lost. Like we were so close to winning, and like it just fell apart at the, at the end. And he said only one team had won the entire day.
2: It is a fantastic game and I should like I told Tim I should probably never play again. I've played twice and my win record is a hundred percent right now. So oh, that's if crazy. So I just quit while I'm ahead. Yes. Like um Yes, that you're is at a, just stop. Yeah. That yeah. is a fantastic, fantastic game. They're looking for a publisher for that. Um and there's one more game that I saw I didn't play and I can't wait to that I I'd love to talk about. It's from Asmati Games. Okay. and it's a it's a storytelling game and the name escapes me um, but they have these maps that are watercolor paintings. Uh, it's like a sci-fi storytelling game similar to like Legacy of Dragon Holt but with a card mechanic uh, for actions. so it's almost like a choose your own adventure uh, and and cards go out in this map but these what caught my eye was these beautiful and they're like multi-layered watercolor paintings. So the artist, like, we'll do watercolor painting and then watercolor over that and then watercolor over that for these really kind of surreal alien landscapes. Okay. Um, and it, just, it looked super cool. Uh, this is one uh, that is definitely on my, my radar. They're going to be kickstarting it soon. Okay. Um, and I, I can't find the name of it. And I actually lost their business card. Uh, Because I I wanted to come home and immediately email them and be like, I need to preview this game. Uh, So now I have to try to find out what it was called so I can get in touch with them.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, that's too bad. But I'm sure you'll see them, you know, with all the groups that you're in on Facebook. I'm sure you will find them. Um, I will. Hashtag (laughs) misconnections. Hashtag misconnections. Yeah. Um, so, man, all in all, and and here's this, we had a whole hour worth of talking about games, and we didn't even go upstairs to the video game section, which is normally where I hang out at least a little bit, um, and I found some really cool stuff, um, but that's beefing, um, you know, obviously, that, that's going to end the convention season for EFG, but there is still one more big show, and that's PAX Unplugged, uh, Rob will be there, and we will have you back on, be. because you're regularly yep, on.
1: I may be trying to go there. That's still okay. questionable, but okay. I'm keeping my irons in the fire. <laughs> my
0: convention season is mostly shut down, unless something very—I mean, you know what? Maybe it isn't over. It really depends on Friday. So, <laughs> um, but man, would be cutting it super close. Um, so the so I mean these are these are these are all games. This is what's so crazy, right? Board games have grown so fast that these are all cool games that really should, you know, that that do deserve their time in the spotlight. And and I'm sure that we missed a half a dozen games that are worth looking at mm-hmm. that that we just didn't have time for, right? There's just there's just so many good games. Uh video games are having the same problem. Um I mean, how many video game fans right now are like, "Do I platinum Spider-Man in time for Assassin's Creed to finish it before Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out, and it's like, I mean, admittedly, those are not kid problems, but, like, that; those games are all happening at the same time. <coughs> it's madness, I tell you. Um, and, by the way, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out in uh, less than four months. Um, can you even Whew. believe that, Rob? This is so, non-sequitur. Can you even believe that that's a thing?
2: I, I didn't think it was ever going to come out, really. Like,
0: <laughs> like Linda, you, you're going to be able to come to my house... And watch because I doubt you're gonna. I don't think John has any plans to buy this. Um, I don't he never, know.
1: He he played a lot of King the original Kingdom Hearts. Oh, he did. All right. Well, then. he did. I watched many hours of it. All right. And, and he still played doesn't it for sleep, like ten so, minutes. And he, he still, still doesn't, doesn't sleep. sleep so um, it may yet come to our house. Oh,
0: I mean, I will have it. So he'll probably play it when I'm done. Kinda probably. Kind of like Spider Man. Kind of like
1: Spider Man. Like <laughs> That's yeah. coming soon.
0: Um. Well, I mean, he needs it for. I'm. We're saving it for a surgery. Although he's gonna have to. I almost recommend because he's going to be out, out, down for the count for like a month. I think Red Dead Redemption is probably a better call for him. But yeah,
1: but he's not going to be out of work for a month. He doesn't have. He can be back typing in a couple of days, so he's uh, only going to lose a couple of days. Uh, it's not like his foot. He's not going to be hopped up on like crazy meds and uh, incapacitated for like weeks. It's that's like so he just, no
0: fun. Yeah. All right. Well then, yeah. Spider Man so, will be better. Anyway, Spider Man's Perfect. That's total non secular folks. But listen, <laughs> uh, the EFG podcast is all about sidebars so um (laughs) this has been episode (laughs) 151 um i do hope that you folks enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording um next week we'll be back to talk about video games specifically uh we're going to talk about a new minecraft game coming next year as well as some other changes coming to minecraft in general Um, we will be, uh, and we will also be going over all of the video games on our holiday gift guide for 2018. Um, and a little spoiler for the next board game podcast, we'll be going over our holiday gift guide for board games in our next board game podcast. Cause guess what? It's holiday time, whether you like it or not, folks. Um, and so, uh, we're just, you know, record some podcasts and do some stuff. Spoiler alert. I'm going to talk an awful lot about Super Smash Brothers next week. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, um, among other things, there's actually a list of about 23 games that I'm recommending. Um, so there's something for everybody. We're going to go over that. Um, but before we go, um, we have two things. One, it's tonight's favor. I do have a favor for everybody. Um, everyone listening to this knows one person that needs to listen to this show that just doesn't listen to it yet. Uh, my, the favor for me, and I sit here hat in hand is put the show in front of that person. I don't care really how you do it as long as it's, like, polite. <coughs> and even then, you know, I'm not here to judge. Um, but just put this podcast in front of somebody else. Maybe share it in a Facebook group. Send it, to, you know, send it to a family member. I don't know. Um, help spread the word. More, bigger audience means bigger things. We get more access to show you cool things. So that's the first act. The second one is... Um, is I want you to go into your uh, little podcast app that you use to download this one, and I want you to subscribe to uh, Upon's palaver or Palaver. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's P-A-L-A-V-E. Is it Palaver? All right, it's P-A-L-A-V-E-R, and that is Rob's other podcast <coughs> that is an interview theme, an interview show, where every week he has someone new, um, and it's awesome. You, you're, How many episodes are you in? Like 13 now?
2: Uh I just posted the 13th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's getting there. He started it as a joke more or less because he was bored. And now all of a sudden it's like a whole part of his content plan. Uh, Let's make it. So he keeps doing it um, by actually downloading his show. That sounds fair, right? That sounds fair. Thank you. No problem. Of course we want to plug your stuff. So um, Rob, where else on the internet can people find you?
2: Uh, people can find me at com, and then, of course, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But now they can also find me at a com, and that is a blog about gamers' pets. So gamers bork. who – yes, so uh, gamers that have pets can – Send me a picture of their pets. It doesn't have to be with a board game. Just send me a picture of your pets with a little bio, and I will put it on this silly little Tumblr blog. It was like Jamie Stegmeier once posted on Twitter, somebody should do a Tumblr about gamers' pets because he loves his cats. And I was really bored one night, and I'm like, I don't want to work. And I'm like, I'm going to put this this Tumblr together, and it's going to be stupid and awesome. So I need more pets to post on this thing.
0: I mean, I will, I will definitely do that. Just because, I mean, I'll do it for the links. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, I need that. I need those hot links going to engagefamilygaming.com, dot et com, etc. So I will make sure to get one. Um, so, Linda, you are on the Instagram as what?
1: Dragon Rose Seven Two Zero. And you are and on
0: the, the Twitter as?
1: So it's moms underscore stories. <laughs> Okay. And on both of those, there'll be all kinds of board game pictures. But if people are interested, there's uh, the saga of my home renovation is being documented along there, as well as random things with my classroom and my children and my garden. So there's a big diversity and so yeah. fun to watch.
0: Absolutely. We want people to follow you there. Um, and as you know, you can find us just search Engage Family Gaming on every social media site you can possibly find. Um and you'll probably find us even if it's just a placeholder and we would love to follow there um, so like I said before this has been episode 151 we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us it is our honor uh, and pleasure to provide you the information that you need um, I want you guys to have a great week we'll see you next time and don't forget to get your family game on we'll see you later folks bye 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 hey we did it
1: Yay. Yay. We did
0: thanks guys Thank you for listening
2: to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.